Welcome back to the New York Dumb Guys podcast. My name is John. My name is Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, man. What are we talking about today? Oh, man. Well, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. Jesus, there's a lot going on. All right. I think the name of this one is (laughs) going to be called uh, Civil Unrest and You. Yeah. Uh, We kind of just wanted to touch a little bit on like these. I mean, I guess it's it's not really happening so much here in New York yet. Yet. Uh, as far as this latest shooting mm-hmm. in uh, where I was in Wisconsin, yeah, um, it might it might be coming. It might, you know. More importantly, I, I I was talking with John the other day. I'm like, you know, we really need to talk about what could happen in New York. What mm-hmm. we can do right. maybe to prevent ourselves from becoming victims to these things, and yeah. how possibly firearms in the New York scene could, right. you know, help protect you in self defense scenario. Yeah. So. I, I messaged Taylor and I said, you know, it might be worth talking about this this kid, Kyle mm-hmm. Rittenhouse. Yeah. Um, and he was kind of like, yeah, well, you know, it's not really New York specific. And I, and I agree it's not. It's more national news, I think. But the and, scenario can happen But the scenario can absolutely happen here. Right. Um, so we're not going to dive too much into into his exact situation. We're not going to go over Wisconsin law. We don't know Wisconsin law. Right. And honestly, I don't have enough time to actually look through, you know, statute by statute to try and figure out exactly what he's guilty of, not guilty of. There's plenty of videos out there you can Google and you can get very right. well-known YouTubers who go over it like step by step and what frame they think. Frame. And yeah, I mean, there's people that I, I just saw that they're going over it with like the audio file so they can see when exactly the rounds went off. We're not doing that. Yeah. My my take on it is that the situation is absolutely relatable to what could happen to somebody living in New York. Right, it could happen. Right. And that's the big thing, that we we find ourselves looking at these situations Monday morning quarterback style saying, mm-hmm. well, he could have done this, he could have done he, this, he could have done this. But right. What could have been done possibly to prevent this? Right. Um, and just to give everybody a little background, what... You know, what exactly is going on with him? You know, there was that shooting that happened um, with the police officers. You know, they shot they shot the uh, the gentleman in the car. We, we And we're not going to go over that either because there's just, quite frankly, right. there's just not enough information. Well, there's new this. stuff coming out yeah, every day, who, it seems. Who even knows if that's reliable? Because, exactly. you know, a lot the of this stuff changes. is like, I'm seeing things and I'm just scrolling through and I'm not looking for anything, but I'm just scrolling through stuff and you see like, oh, like breaking news like the officers said this and that and it's like well that's just a post somewhere like right. it's not there's it's no not official. official yeah there's no official narrative yet right now. so until there's an official narrative on anything we i i would really recommend everybody out there don't get sucked into the you know oh he's wrong or he's right or you know police are killing x y and z people right. at a rate that's look just take a step back take a deep breath all right, slow down. Let it run its course. Speaking the information of, will be out. It will come out eventually. There'll be body cam footage of everything. So just just hold on. Hold on. Speaking of, one interesting fact I looked up uh, a few days ago, which I, I hadn't told you yet. It just kind of popped into my mind, was that it is true that young black males are disproportionately killed more than white males by police. But the overall number of white males killed by police are higher. The only reason... We were talking by population. Yes, by population. Right. So uh, black males make up a lower population than white males. Of course. But in terms of the percentage of shootings Mm -hmm. per population, you know, 
black men are shot disproportionately sure. higher than white men, but sure. the number of white men are killed more by police. So, right. but then you it, also it gets have into to this narrative. Yeah, of, of course it does. Who then? Who like? Oh, they say that these people are killed more. Well, it's like the numbers say this, but it's like two people just like butting heads. But right. ultimately, it it's a moot point because you know disproportionately killed and the actual numbers killed it. It, it doesn't. It, you could spin it anywhere. Well, yeah. You I want. mean, you could say by population right. that one group is is killed more, or use of force is used greater on that right. group of people. But then you also have to take into factor on the people who are committing these crimes. And right. I, I the know types that there encounters with police, yeah, right? And I know that there's a lot of people who will throw out the the stat that oh, well, you know, like a certain group of people commit, you know, 50% more of the crime. And, and I, you know, you can kind of look into it that way and it, it could be true. I don't know if it's quite 50%. I also heard some lower numbers like 33% and stuff like that. But I mean, that's also an argument too. I mean, if there's one group of, of people who are committing more of the crime out there, then they're going to have just more, it makes sense. They're going to have police. more interactions with police, right? Um, it could often be more violent interactions, could more be. people could with be. histories and warrants. Could be. Exactly. Um, but moving, and, but just I, I, you know, we don't want to stick on this too long because right. this is really not what we're talking about right. today, and it's not something that we want to talk about anyway, right? Um, because that's a whole, it's a bigger situation, and we're not here to to say you know not believe one side or believe the other side. We're not really interested in that right. at all. Um, I like to say but, that I'm more impartial of things that I try and look at it from just an mm-hmm, overall, right. of course, situation because I I don't want to see anybody dead at the end of the day. And right. I don't think that anybody really needs to die. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I've been there when people have have gotten shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a story for you after this, but it's um, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy when you roll up on a scene and someone was just been shot, yeah. and they're saying to you like, you know, I've been shot. Like, don't let me die. Don't let me die. Like, yo, know, it it gets to you. You know, I've been there recently and it's, it's scary stuff, man. Like you, you're surrounded by people and you don't know if the guy who shot this guy is standing right next to you and, you know, people want to film and, you know, in, you know, it's chaos. It it is. And they, people have the right to film, but they don't have the right to be right up on top of you, but they don't really care about that. You know, people don't care about the law, especially if they're, they're there. And like, let's say there really is, that is your friend and you want to help them just as much. And somebody's a world star in the background. I mean, it happens. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you know, it's funny because that's kind of like a thing people joke about, like world star. But like that's real life. I mean, <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been on on the scene where people are screaming world star. But that's uh, a discussion for another day. So, John, what what can somebody do ultimately well, to ensure their safety? Yeah. Well, let's let's start out by saying just like a quick overview of what happened with with Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. So, if you want, I don't know if you want to talk about it a little bit. Um, from what I've heard. Now, people say, oh, he traveled out of state to go there. It was like a half hour. It was like right over the border. It, mm-hmm. It's like, you know, driving to work. Let's yeah. just say. It, it, I mean, that's that's shorter than, than most people's commute right. to work. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, due to the letter of the law, that is technically crossing state lines. It is. It is. And honestly, from the videos that I've seen them interviewing him, he said he was here to provide first aid right. to help people. He's going to run into harm's way. Right. In order to help people, and he right. brought the rifle for self protection. Right, he also and he was said, there to protect this business, right. and, which I find issue with. Because yeah, honestly, too. if you got no skin in the game, if that's not your business, and you're not paid right. to be there, some people, you know, they use the term vigilante. I don't mm. think it applied in this sense, no. but it's. I mean, 
I don't think it's a good idea. Right. And now we're not saying that the actual shooting that involved Kyle Rittenhouse right. House is wrong. No. Um, that's a whole separate that's... issue than him just being there in the first place. Right. Um, I I think that there was no legitimate reason at this point. There was probably no legitimate reason for him to be there, right? It's not his business. Right. It's not his family's business. Um you know, he was not hired by the business to, for protection of the business. So there's a lot of, mm, you right. know, it's kind of like uh, you, you, you kind of walked into, you know, you, you just like those people who are rioting and burning down businesses and attacking people shouldn't have been there. Right. He probably shouldn't have been there right. either. And ultimately, if he wasn't there, he wouldn't have been in this situation. Correct. I think that's the biggest takeaway is that just, don't put just yourself as like, in harm's way. Right. And just as like, you know, he wouldn't be in the situation if he wasn't there. Well, then the people who got who got shot, who were killed, they also wouldn't be shot and wouldn't be killed if they weren't there. So, right. um, you know, we're not saying that one side is right, one side is wrong and Kyle shouldn't have been there and everybody shouldn't have been there. Exactly. The whole situation could have been really avoided. Yeah, and that been. gets into something that I think is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Don't put yourself in harm's way. Right. If you yeah, got, for sure. you know, I mean, John and I are a little older than this kid. And I say kid, I mean, when I was 17, I, you know, I would do dumb shit. And right, of course. Just to get attention and all that. Yeah, of course. But, you know, looking back now on, let's just say, the mentality of a, a, mm -hmm. a teenager, technically 17, mm -hmm. he's right. a teenager. Right. You know, you, we have the the wisdom of knowing, hey, like, don't do that. Yeah, you kind of have a, a better view of the world. Right. The older you get, as, as a lot of you who are listening realize, um, maybe at 17, if there was some some crazy shit going on that we felt very passionate about, and don't get me wrong, uh, Taylor and I do feel passionately about things that are going on. Right. We do have opinions. Right. Um, but we're also old enough to realize that there's more important things going on in our own lives. I mean, you know, we have families, we have you know, little ones on the way. Right. And sometimes it's just not, it's not smart as much as we want to go out and, and help a certain side of the cause. It's just not smart to be putting yourself in that situation. Right. I can't help my family if I'm shot or, or in arrested. jail. Right. Even so, if it was totally justified right. for me, you know, defending myself right. or business or property. Right. It doesn't matter. Which kind of rolls into, you know, the, just cause you mentioned the self-defense aspect, Kyle was there defending property, whatever, and then, you know, going in to help people who were who were injured. And then he got into it looked like a, an altercation with yeah. with a gentleman. Yeah. Um, who then attacked he it looked like from the video that I saw, it looks like there was that Kyle might have been the primary aggressor. And right. if, you know, the primary aggressor is someone who starts a conflict. Um but he then retreated and he right. was running away. Yeah, so I Colleen Noir put out a really good video about this. Yeah, I highly recommend watching that. Definitely. I mean, Colleen Noir is a lawyer, and mm -hmm. he breaks down, you know, right. certain things like Kyle was the initial aggressor, but since he then retreated and the other guy was chasing him, that guy becomes the aggressor. Right. He, he stated that the initial, the aggressor can change in, in the blink of an okay, eye, right. depending on the situation. Right. So the video is kind of not the best in that first instance, but um, Kyle was running away, and this guy was chasing after him. Right. And, you know... Somebody's chasing after you and throwing stuff at you and was saying before threatening you, th saying threatening things. Right. It, it stands to reason that that would be a self-defense scenario. Right. Now, the part that I find interesting is a lot of people say, oh, well, afterwards he called somebody and said he killed somebody and then ran away. Well, probably because he was trying to retreat to get to a better position of defense of... Hey, all these people are coming after me. I called somebody to say I killed them. Mm -hmm. I got to get somewhere safe so I can right. maybe call the cops or maybe, you mm -hmm. know, try and just get my head clear for a sec. Yeah. Um, 
and then the second part of the video, which is the most, uh, I think, well documented of him mm-hmm. running down the street, people right. chasing after him. Right. You know, he's shooting the, the people. Right. The end of it. Well, he was like knocked to the ground. Well, he tripped at one point or whatever happened. Yeah, he but, tripped while he was running. And then he was, he was surrounded, and people were saying like, you know, get, get him, get him. him. And, and then there was another person who did approach him, and they did have a firearm they in their did. hand. So he and that guy was interesting because he like came up to him with his hands up, and then for like Colin Noir said in his breakdown analysis, well, for whatever reason, he went. He he went towards the the kid again, and then that's when he got shot. Right. Um, the end of it is the most interesting because he walks towards police officers with his hand up, and this is where mm-hmm. a lot of people, let's just say, on the 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 left side of the spectrum, say okay. he gave the cops a hand signal and they just let him waltz on by. Mm-hmm. Honestly, my opinion of it is right. he was walking towards the cops with his hands up. The cops didn't know; they just rolled up. Right. They didn't know that he just shot a bunch of people, yeah. even though people were yelling, he just shot him, he just shot mm, him. Yeah. Who was he? You know, right. it, it was so chaotic. Right. And he went up to the window of an officer's car, and it, it looked like he had his hands up, and then the officer looks like he, like, shoot him away or, like, told right. him to leave the fucking area. Right. And he's like, okay, I did. Yeah. I mean, and you got to you gotta think about it. These officers are walking into, I mean, they got called not because, you know, this 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 eight, uh, 17-year-old kid who looks X, Y, and Z way just shot somebody. No, they're, they're rolling up on... A multiple male shot. Right. Their their right. Their their primary concern, and I could tell you this from experience, is not necessarily looking for the person with the gun at that time. It's it's rendering first aid. I mean, a police officer's job at the end of the day is to preserve life. Right. When you show up on a scene and there is somebody bleeding, somebody who may die, your first priority is to save that person's life yeah. to the best of your ability until EMS arrives and whatnot. Um Luckily, in, in some states, we could have EMS that arrive much quicker than other states because um, we're, you know, in a city situation and there's a lot more of them. Right. Um, I could see where those officers are rolling up hearing, OK, multiple people shot. Let me get over there. Let me render first aid. Let me try and save these people's lives. Right. Not saying that the officers, you know, I didn't hear the radio run. Right. You know, exactly. so we don't know exactly what they were told. Exactly. But I could tell you from a law enforcement point of view. If it comes over, hey, 18-year-old kid wearing a hat or whatever, you know, his exact description, carrying an AR-15, just shot three people, someone's going to stop him. All right. Yeah. And everyone after that is saying, oh, he fled home. And I'm like, again, home was a half hour away. That's right. not many. That's not different than your commute to work. Right. Well, I saw he fled the state. Well, he went home, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so so he's coming from out he, of state. he called right. and then turned himself in. Or they, I, I don't know exactly what happened after that. But Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean... People were saying that the police let him walk away because he was like a white kid. And you know know what? I really take offense to that. Not just for any like racial reason, but like I said, the scene was so chaotic. And like, and there's more than one person there with a gun. There's more than one person. So who's to say that? Look, legally, you can't just go stopping people, right? Especially because there, there, there are laws in that state where you can open carry firearms perfectly legally. So uh, unfortunately, some people might not like to hear this. But stopping somebody solely just because they're carrying a long gun is not, that's not a legal stop. A relative of mine was saying that, well, if he was black, he would have been shot on the spot by police. And I said, I don't think so. You know, there was people that day, open carrying, people of color, you know, all different kinds of people that were open carrying. 
And in states, in other protests, people, people open carry all the time. Do, yeah, I, I mean, happen to think that it right. was more just, like you said, chaos and rendering mm-hmm. first aid mm-hmm. to those people. Correct. To where they, I, it looked like I said to me, it looked like they just shoot them away. They're like, get the fuck out of here. Right. Not because, hey, I know you shot them. You're white. We're going to give you a pass. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this is the most that ridiculous a, yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's most... mind-blowing that people could even think that. Right. Well, they're trying to come up with, with things that fit their own agenda <laughs> and their narrative. Yeah, I mean, that's with everything. It, it really yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, and sad. You know, had he just said, maybe he's like, hey, I just shot those people. Like, I, you don't know if he said that. I think from Rittenhouse's point of view, he might have thought that those police officers were there to arrest him in that moment. And that's why exactly. he tossed his hands up shit. You know, they're here right. for me. My hands are up. Um, you know, I'm not touching my firearm right. and all this shit. And when they're like, yo, go, 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 go. He was like, fuck. All right. right. I they're mean, clearing the scene because right. they see a guy with a firearm. They don't want him there. Right. Because they don't know who he is. Right, exactly. And people yelling, that's him, that's him. Mm, yeah. Who is that? Like, they're an armored personnel carrier, yeah. and basically. you got to remember, own. right, you got to remember, a lot of you don't have this experience, but when you show up on a scene, especially one as chaotic as that, you get something called tunnel vision. Yeah. You're there for a purpose. You're hearing, you know, male shot. Okay, now you're there, you're on scene, you're looking for a male shot. You People could be screaming right next to you. He's right there, he's right there, he's right there. You will not hear them. Like, right. you, you lose... Um, you, you lose hearing in some of these really intense moments and people who have never had that experience don't realize and I, I, I don't expect right I mean you it happens yeah. it happens and it's it's crazy because you're you know your partner at work could be screaming at you in your ear and you just don't hear them right. and it takes time man it takes time for people to listen police officers don't go through traumatic shit like that on a daily basis to where they're conditioned you know I mean right. There's just not training like that. And a lot of people don't want military-like training. Like, that's military-like training. And people don't want police officers to to have that military-esque training where they would be prepared for that type of situation. So that's just one point, you know. Right, right. And, you know, I think now as more information is going to come out, you're going to see that this kid is going to be in, like, a world of shit. He is. I just have the, um, it looks like the affidavit that was filed on the, the 27th of August. Just go over like the things that he's charged with. I'm not going to go into each charge. I'm going to read the title of each charge. Um, so it looks like he has, let's see, five counts. Uh, he's going to have uh, first degree reckless homicide, use of a dangerous weapon, first degree reckless endanger, uh, endangering safety, use of a dangerous weapon, first degree intentional homicide. That's the one I don't think yeah. he's, I don't think that that's going to stick. No, but, not um, attempted first degree intentional homicide. I, I'm assuming that's the one where he shot the guy with the, with the firearm. Yeah. Thing. And then um, first degree reckless endangering safety use of a, of a dangerous weapon. So he's he's got a lot of shit going on. Right. You know, all because he decided to go. Right. Now, this, I think we could transition into, let's just say, what could happen here. Right. I mean, what's, what is going on here right now? There is shit going on here, too. There is. I think it's very different. Um, depending on yeah. where you are in the state, there are protests. Right. And in our area on Long Island... Right. It's I, not like there it, have not been any riots right. on Long Island. Okay, right. there are there are protests, but they're peaceful. I'll be right. the first one to say a peaceful protest is fine. Taylor right. and I both agree that you have the right to peacefully oh, protest. Yeah. No. Um, and we've said in in other episodes where that kind of ends is where you start attacking people. You know, you could yell and scream all you want. Right. <clears throat> Don't hit people. Don't light things on fire. Come on. My I mean, my thing with it is, if you have a problem with the police and the government, take it out with the police and the government. Right. Not. The guy who owns the used car dealership. Correct. Like, what, what did he do to you? Right. You know. Right. So there's there were I don't believe there really have been any yet. Um, 
like some pretty serious riots in New York City. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know so. Yeah, Soho, like I said in the last protest, you know, was pretty decimated. Um, lots of people throwing Molotov cocktails right. into vans filled with officers and right. um, a lot of agitators from outside the area. And that's one thing we see in a lot of right. these protests. You right. know, even the, the guy Kyle technically right. Right. was out of state. I mean, even though it is close, it, mm-hmm. it's it's still out of state. Yeah, technically, yeah, but. You find a lot of people coming in from the outside who really don't have anything to do with it other than pushing their own agenda. Of course. Chaos, destruction. Right. A lot of anarchists, a lot of communists, mm-hmm. a lot of these mm-hmm. people that really um, want to see the world burn Yeah. In the, in the name of some sort of justice. But right. if there was a really good quote I heard recently, if, if, if everyone gets an eye for an eye, then eventually the whole the world will be blind. blind. Yeah. yeah. Right. So... Who is it really benefiting for people to act in this way? Yeah. Um, you know, on Long Island, we, we did have um, a few months ago when really when, when uh, George Floyd was killed, we did have a lot of like a little more serious protests. It was a lot more frequent. Mm-hmm. Um, people closing down parkways, right. uh, people marching. Mm-hmm. Um, I I almost got caught in the closure of a parkway. Right. Um, I just right. I, I just made it past. I saw a lot of the police officers closing off exits. I'm like, oh, good thing I didn't pass. Yeah, this a lot now. of state troopers going. Yeah, over there. it was state troopers, county police, yeah. park police. I mean, they they had everyone out. And um, and for those of you who who um, live on Long Island who might not know, I mean, there's things happening right now uh, or that were scheduled to or have happened already. Massapequa, Merrick, West Islip, Patchog. Southern State Parkway. I mean, these are places that are, I mean, they're going to be really close to home for a lot of you. A lot of people. You know, it's, some people think it's all fine and dandy when it's a big city that's getting burned down. Yeah, it feels really far away when you hear, oh, New York City has riots and you're at home and you don't hear it. Right. You don't see it. But, I mean, it's coming. When you come marching down your street. I mean, and they have said that they want to, they want to enter into. Suburbs. Yeah, so. Get people out of the houses. You know, this isn't your land kind of thing. Um, You know, the the mayor of uh, Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, Mm. I believe, she she said protesters can't go on her block because she doesn't feel safe. But she'll allow her city to burn. Right. Yeah, well, she's a mm, special case. Mm. (laughs) Beetlejuice looking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she does have quite the look to her. Right. Um, Right. So, yeah, I mean, the, the... the protests, and I'm going to call them protests, what's happening on Long Island, they're peaceful. I believe they are. They are peaceful. And um, you know, there's also the quote, counter-protests. I hate when people say counter-protests, like, like the people who, let's just say, the Back the Blue protesters. Mm-hmm. Or the, you know, I hate when they're called counter-protesters because right. it's like, you're not countering the other message. You're getting your own message out. Yeah. It is just another protest. Right. And that is one thing that really annoys me. And mm-hmm. yeah. because somebody has a different point of view doesn't mean that they're counter this they're they just have their own opinion so right. it is just a protest right and not a counter protest yeah counter protesters and protesters clash it's like well, whoever felt whoever got there first is the protester and then whoever got there second is the counter protester not only that but i feel like it's more of like a you versus them an enemy and a protagonist yeah. kind of well, thing their like, their views are pretty opposite well not really i mean if you think about it like let's just say the majority of people that are protesting are for the Black Lives Matter. Okay. Right now, I've said in the previous postings, I can get behind the message of Black Lives Matter, but I yeah. can't get behind the movement. The movement, in my opinion, like the organization you're saying. Yeah, the organization because the, the movement itself of Black Lives Matter, like yeah, like, every like I I I can get behind that, right? right. I mean, Black Lives Matter, just like just like you know, every person of color. I, I, White lives and I know matter. it's it's such Jewish a lives yeah, it's such Italian a I feel matter. like it's such um 
a you know, taboo thing to say, like all oh, lives matter, dude. Like, uh, and they picked yeah, a really good name for the organization matter, because if you say, matter, "Oh, matters. I don't think Black Lives Matter," then automatically you're a racist asshole. Mm, yeah. So that's why they named their organization that. Just like all these uh, gun control organizations name themselves right. like Common Sense Gun Control for America. Well, right. don't you think we need common sense gun control? Well, not the ones you're pushing, lady. Yeah, because it's like, not exactly common sense. <laughs> right. No. Right. And. <laughs> So the organization of Black Lives Matter is really, in my opinion, a Marxist communist organization. Yeah, I think it's a little destructive. And also, one of the people who is on the board of trustees, I believe the vice president of the fundraising group that fundraises for Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. is a, domestic, a convicted domestic terrorist, Susan mm-hmm. Rosenberg. You could look her up. She is. Um, she was convicted for, I believe it was a big armored truck heist that mm-hmm. killed a few mm-hmm. cops and... Mm-hmm. Um, she was put away. She was sentenced to like 60 years in prison. Mm-hmm. But on the last day of President Bill Clinton's uh, day in office, he commuted her sentence and pardoned yeah, her. Brian. So now Susan Rosenberg is on the, I think she's the vice president of the, the, the company that fundraises, sponsors mm-hmm. the fundraising for Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And that just gets into my mind that, okay, very these people are a, a convicted domestic terrorist. Yeah, they have a history of a certain type of um, ideology or right. you know way of thinking. Right. De- destabilization of the nuclear right. family. It's like... Right. I mean, you know, and there's plenty of, of um, you know, data and, you know, um, studies that say, like, the nuclear family is, like, a good thing. It is. You know, having a strong presence of both parents and, yeah. you know, like, why why would you want to disable that? Right. You, know? you have a why nuclear would you want family to that? at its core and then you have a community. Right. And then from there you have a strong nation. Right. But it all starts at the foundation of a family. Right. You know, whether and I'm not saying a traditional family mm-hmm. of a, a husband and wife. It could be, you know, two mothers, two dads. Right. Just strong parenting, somebody to Correct. teach. Correct. Really good values. You know, right. somebody that you can as a kid, you can go to and say, Hey dad, I need this or hey right. mom, can I can I ask you something? Right. You know, unfortunately we see that absentee fatherism is a really big problem. In, in families today, single yeah, mothers, right. you know, are always working to support the kids and there's no parents home to teach structure right. and values. Right. And there, and there were laws that were passed, um, that kind of help prevent a father from being in the home. I forget the name of the actual law. You guys could look into it. Perhaps I'll, if I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but there are laws that were actually passed, um, you know, in the city that said like, okay, look, if you're a single, if you're a single mother, you know, the state's going to give you money or the city's going to give you money, provide you money. That's fine. What they then said was, um, we're going to give you this money until a father figure enters the home. Then mm. that money stops. So now you have a reason for people, for single mothers, and I'm not saying like single black mothers. Right, or single it's just Hispanic single mothers. mothers. Single mothers, right? Single mothers um, to not find somebody and right. not bring, bring a strong second person into the home. And right. I think that's counterproductive. It is. It honestly is. And, you know, just not to get too deep into like my history, but... You know, I was a child of, of divorce. Right. I my my parents split when I was three. Mm-hmm. I never had, you know, the the, the regular right. nuclear family. Right, but right, my right. dad loved me. He was in the picture. He was right. fighting to be in the picture. My mom loved me, and I grew up with loving parents. And I think mm-hmm. I my wife jokes. She's like, you know, for all the crap you went through as a kid, you came out pretty normal. I'm like, yeah, I know. you came out all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like right. I thought it was right. weird in elementary school that other kids didn't go see their dad on Thursday nights and every other weekend. Right. I didn't know. Right. You know, I had no knowledge of mm-hmm. this growing up until like I encountered other kids saying, "Oh, yeah. your dad doesn't live with you?" No. Like, yeah, does? and when <laughs> yeah, I mean it's weird cuz when I was uh, younger too now that you mentioned it, I I also had a similar experience. I wasn't 
I'm talking about like realizing that people were divorced versus not divorced. Like I remember, you know, being in elementary school and middle school and having somebody be like, I think it was elementary school. I first like realized like divorce was a thing. Like yeah. someone was like, Oh yeah, well like I don't live with my dad or I live with, uh, you know, me and my mom live with my mom, whatever. And it's like, wait a minute. Like, I mean, I live with both my parents. Like yeah. what, the, what the hell is your dad? Yeah. You know, it's like, and that's kind of what you realize. Right. I mean, and you know, getting older now, I realize like, is really not a big deal. Right. Um, not but it all is, things are meant to be, but as right. long as parents can provide love, right. stability, and, and teach their kids good morals. Yeah. Like, I know, for example, it's not good to throw a Molotov cocktail into a van full of police officers. Right. Right. That was something that my parents didn't have to teach me. Right. But that's something that just kind of trickled down from you, them. You know, it's crazy because <laughs> when all that when all that was happening... Um, you know, when all that came out because of the George Floyd protests um, and and subsequent riots in, in the city, um, you know, there was a van, uh, an NYPD van that was uh, Molotov cocktail and burst of flames. And um, I had some lifelong friends who were like on social media saying, you know, that they deserved it. And these are, I mean, you know, um, these are people who don't realize that, you know, I'm in law enforcement and not that I think they would care anyway. Right. You know, and it's just like you know, at that point, like, man, I just had to like that's somebody I just had to like remove from my life. Right. You know, and for those of you out there who might be listening, who are waiting to get into law enforcement, you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, there's going to be people in your life that you're going to cut out. And it's, you might not realize it now who these people are, who are super against law enforcement, but there are people out there and it will come out when something happens. I mean, I, I'm telling you lifelong friends, you know, I was a boy scout. These are people who are, who are boy scouts with me, right? Boy scouts are supposed to have this, you know, you know, we're supposed to be, quote unquote, you know, better, not better, but like more well-prepared, more, right. you know, um, and these are those types of people who are saying like, oh, like police officers in New York City deserved, they didn't even do anything. Right. They weren't the ones who had anything to do with George Floyd. No, but they're the, they deserve to burn to death. It's an like, us it's amazing. versus them mentality now that's being pushed and it's being, right. you know, it, it I, I don't want to say it's being normalized and, mm -hmm. but Due to certain politicians who I think aren't denouncing it strongly enough, right? They, it's being okayed in some it sense, is, right. you know. I mean, uh, you know, Portland is refusing federal help, right. and their city is is in is in shambles. I think every single night there is a riot there, and yeah. it has not stopped. Somebody was just killed recently. We were we were looking up video of right. it, and ex like I I believe it was an execution. I mean, yeah, there was some stuff said that like, oh, he's a Trump supporter, get him, and he was killed. Right, just shot, just in the street. Right, you know, and this isn't this isn't the Middle East. This right. isn't you know China in the '60s. This right. is Portland in right. 2020. I think like mentioning this, it kind of rolls into a good a good point to kind of talk about like what you know how to how to keep yourself safe. Right, you know, because this might you know if you're listening and you're from New York City or you're listening to this from you know if you're in New York City, you already have to deal with this. Yeah. Depending Unfortunately, on where you, are. you are in the epicenter of all this right. in the state. And people that live upstate or people that even live in the suburbs, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we, we're, like you said earlier, we're kind of removed from this, but we there's are. always yeah. the potential. Right. There's always a potential for anything to happen. Right, exactly. And this is why I think now our thoughts on this, this is going to be our opinions and our thoughts right. on this. Um, like I said earlier, I think the number one way to keep yourself safe is to not yeah, into it. don't go. Like, and I and I know a lot of people aren't aren't gonna. That's not gonna sit well with some people because right. they're gonna say, "Well, why should I have to stay home? You don't have when, to when you my city is burning to the ground." Yeah, I mean, you could do whatever you want. This right. is a, this is a free country, exactly, and you have free will. But in order to keep yourself safe, 
That's the number one thing you could do is right. to keep yourself out of harm's way. Right. You probably shouldn't be there. I mean, you wouldn't walk into a burning building, right, just for fun. So why are you going to walk into a riot? And I you think know, just to make a point. Do think of this as fun. Like, I yeah, think I'm sure on, they do. On both sides, not not people who are there. Let's just say to quote counter protest, but like mm-hmm. the people, the videos I saw from Wisconsin of them smashing up the cars, you know, with baseball bats. Right. I mean, in any other scenario, if like it might be kind of fun to smash a window with a baseball bat. Oh yeah, but. Not in a riot sense. I mean, I've I've been <laughs> right. to a machine gun shoot where I've helped blow up a car, and right. that was fucking awesome. Right. Yeah, but that's pretty cool. But <laughs> that same car at a used car dealership yeah, in Wisconsin, yeah. I wouldn't want to touch. Right. You know, and I think that that is the number one thing I could tell people. Listen, if you don't have to be there, if you don't have skin in the game, if it's not your business, you know, like place of business. Right. Um. If you don't have a loved one that right. you're going right. to protect. Right. Stay. Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to. Like, if you're if you're gonna be like Kyle and you're gonna say, "Well, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna protect this business," but I, I could tell you, lethal force, you know, really isn't justified to protect property. It depends on the place and the circumstance, and if it's well, yours, then I mean, if it's yours, then hmm. you have a lot more of an argument. Like, for example, yeah. arson, I think is a, is a defensible is a defendable thing if somebody's gonna burn, to down, burn your down your house. house. Or I your could business. see that, but arson then at the same time, like. You know, uh, you're not. Yeah. Okay. So arson, right? Because fire can kill people. Right. It if spread. someone is trying to steal your car, that's not really a justified use. I mean, you might. Way. If you're right. in that car and they're trying to get to you, like right. like a car jacking, yeah. That's different, right? Because you're in danger. Right. If you're sleeping and you hear glass break and you look out your window and someone's getting into your car, you're not. Oh, you really can't be shooting out your window right. to stop that person. It's just not going to be. It's just I not going to be. As shown in especially in X. especially in New York. Yes, New York. New York, you're not going to be allowed to no, do that. All right, no. so let's the New York. You can't getting into New York. Now. Right, the bubble right. that is New York, where right. most common sense laws don't apply, <laughs> right. and everybody is a criminal until proven yeah, otherwise. Correct, pretty much. Um, so we said, you know, stay, stay the fucking home, stay yeah. out of it. Right. Yeah. Now let's just say, for example, you're in the city and you're walking mm. home from work, right? And you get caught up in this, right? You can't stay at home because you're now you're caught now up in the middle in this. of it, right? What, in your professional opinion, John? What do you think a person might be able to do that can help keep themselves safe in, let's just oh, say, a more man. urban environment, or if they get caught up in it, or they round a corner and people are shooting at Turn each other, around. or, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's so hard. Like, if you're just walking down the street and you just happen upon a riot, <laughs> I mean, that sounds ridiculous to say, but let's say, look, let's say you, you let's, I mean, it could. You get I mean, caught look, up in a protest. Yeah, it could you know, happen. Something, something rolls in. And, or you, right. You know, yeah, I would say, I mean, if you're in New York City, you can, you don't even really have the means to protect yourself. No. And then, like we said in some other episodes, like certain types of pocket knives are not legal. Right. Um, and, you know, the law has changed recently with some of that stuff. But still, yeah. you know, if it's over a certain amount, a certain amount of inches, if it's over a certain length, then it's you're going to... sealable. You're going to have trouble if it's over a certain length. Right. Um, I don't, I mean, other than just getting home right away, I mean, yeah, geez, I think, in New York, in New York City, or the boroughs, you, you might be in trouble. Right. Well, yeah, I, well, I consider the boroughs, Brooklyn, you know, the boroughs, Queens. that's all New York City. Yeah. When, we, when we say New York City, we're talking about the five boroughs. I don't think there's much going on in Staten Island. Mm, yeah, probably not. I mean, there's not much going on in a lot of places. Like, there's not much going on in, like, the Bronx, you know, right. a little bit in Fordham, but other parts of the Bronx there's really nothing going on right so I think somebody who might happen to be walking to and from work let's just right. say in a more urban area in the right. boroughs 
and they happen upon something. Right. Just, They're like, what happens if you're walking past, you know, coming home from work and you happen and the way you go to work is, you know, by the the Blue Lives Matter painting. Oh, I'm sorry, the Black Lives Matter painting that um, uh, de Blasio painted in front of Trump Tower. Right. Um, I, I would almost recommend like you kind of know that's a hot spot. You right. might just want to go around the block, go right. a different way. Right. And we're not telling people not to protest. And yeah. This is the one thing that people often like might criticize my opinion for is like no we're not telling people not to protest but these things kind of turn south most mm, often i mean right. the phrase mostly peaceful it, that that's a bs phrase in my yeah opinion. when the, there was like a cnn article or the video where it was like fiery but mostly peaceful <laughs> protest like what the fuck what yeah, the fuck I, you kidding me and, right. and and the guy standing there behind him it's like the whole city's fucking on fire <laughs> i don't know if that was real or if that was like a thing from the i don't Babylon know the but I, I i don't know i just but, saw it passing by i mean i think i think the um i think the article headline is is legit Right, right, but I, I could be wrong. But that's that's pretty funny if it's real. Right, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, it sucks because people are gonna say, well, you know, like, um, you know, we live in a free country. I shouldn't have to walk around the block. And no. you're right, you're 100 percent right. You, shouldn't. you shouldn't have to. But I'm saying, like, if you want to avoid the problem altogether, right? You know, there's certain places that you just shouldn't walk through. Right. You know, I mean, and it's would sucks. you walk through a sketchy neighborhood at night? You know, well, same depending thing. on Use who your... you are, but yeah, I yeah. mean, like, oh. man, depending I mean, on if the drugs are good or not. Oh god, <laughs> no, but like, you know, it's just it's Use hard. It's sense. hard to say. It's hard to tell somebody don't go that way. But right. I mean, it's unfortunate. Right. Use some common sense. Use that that street smarts that people should have. Yeah. Um, and just say, you know what, I'm not gonna get caught up in that now. Right. And another thing, um, you know, and I know this is gonna this is gonna strike a chord with a lot of people, man, but. People are targeting Trump supporters. Yes. You know, so, and I'm not saying if you put a MAGA hat on, you're looking for trouble, but I'm saying don't be surprised if you're targeted. Right. You know, I see a lot of people, and I see a lot of people on Long Island, you know, they have, they wear MAGA hats. That's they don't fine. give a shit. Yeah. Um, they wear, you know, the face masks and they say, you know, MAGA or, or Trump 2020, Trump pens, whatever, where they drive around in their Ford F-150s and they got the fucking flag on the back, yeah. you know, and, and it is what it is, but in certain areas... You know that there's more Trump supporters than others. Long Island, I, I think Suffolk County is a red yeah, is a red much. county. Yeah. Um, so you're you're not gonna get as much flack. Right. If you do that in New York City, you're gonna there's gonna probably be a problem, right? Especially if you're in like a, a hot zone. So I would say like if you want to mitigate your chances of issue. In a perfect world, right. you shouldn't have to though, and this is what we're getting at. I know people just can't leave politics alone. They well, can't just right. let people be who they want to be from either side. And to right. me, like I used to have like stickers on my car and a bunch of things, but right. you know, honestly I took them off. I don't want, you know, if my, cause what, what wound up happening, not to get too deep into it, but my wife took my car to work one day and she works with kids in a kind of a yuppie area. Mm -hmm. And a parent got really pissed because on the back of my car out front of the business, there's the sticker that said, fuck gun control. Oh, and, you know, and the, and the really? Karen, I'm going to call her a Karen. I didn't know, I didn't know this happened to Yeah, you. Yeah, wow. no, this, this happened a while ago. My, yeah. my wife took my car mm -hmm. to work. She works with kids in a, in a right. sports coach kind of environment and in a pretty uppy, yuppie area up on the North Shore of Long Island. Mm. And <laughs> Karen came in and said, I hope whosoever car that is out there is not working here. I would hate to see somebody who has that mindset working with my kids. And the manager, like, knew that mm, my wife took... Right. It wasn't her car, so he's like, oh, right. it's probably somebody across the street who just parked in our lot. I don't know whose car that is. Right. And my wife was really upset. And of my course. wife 
is not anti-gun. She's just more right. of like, hey, let people do whatever they want. She, it doesn't bother her, but right. you know, the fact is now, oh, you know, my wife. I can't have her getting into this. And especially right. in today's political climate, mm-hmm. like, I can handle it. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody tells it to me, I'd tell them, like, you know, go screw themselves. But I'm like not going to... say, go, go fuck themselves. Right. I'm not going <laughs> to put my wife in that situation. Exactly. I believe that, honestly, a lot of times, I'm very low-key with things. Like, right. I said in a beginning episode, like, the way, for example, I keep my ARs is keep, keep it simple, stupid. Right. I believe in low-key... You, you know, the one that stand Like, the nail that sticks out the most is the first to get hammered. Right. You know, and people could express themselves however they want. You could put right. anything you want on your car, but like John right. said, it works both ways. Right. You know, don't expect somebody to give you, not give you a hard time. Right. And I've been saying this for a while now, and it I, I think it's pretty true. Um, it's crazy. Like that far left, like the the real radicals, they're they're fighting quote unquote intolerance by being intolerant. Anti-fascist. Antifa it's, is the biggest piece of crap. Ironic. Yeah. Group. I mean, it's crazy, man. I mean, could you imagine, like, you have the left who is like, oh, the right is so intolerant. They're all fucking racist and sexist. And then you have on the other side, you have the left saying the stuff about the right. And then you have the left attacking the right by throwing shit at them, right. cornering them places and screaming at them, saying, fuck you, fuck you at the Republican National Convention. That's fucking intolerant. If any, if <laughs> That's anybody, intolerance. If anybody wants to look back into a little history these modern day leftist Antifa type people remind mm-hmm. me of the Chinese Red Guard that was a group during the communist revolution in China during the Mao Zedong, you know, the Chinese cultural revolution. Mm, okay. The youth was indoctrinated by the communist factions in different areas and they got these like little militia groups together mm-hmm. and they wore red armbands and they carried their Mao Zedong books mm. and they this, they disowned the bourgeois. If teachers didn't teach the teachings of Mao Zedong, mm-hmm. they brought them out, humiliated them, shaved their heads, beat right. them. Jesus. They they basically did away with the old traditional Chinese mm-hmm. culture. Right. With, you know, right. destroying statues. You know, right. burning books. And if it wasn't the teachings of Mao Zedong, right. it wasn't now to be accepted. Right. So the Red Guard, the Chinese Cultural Revolution, took over mm-hmm. and. Now you have what is modern day China because right, of it, where right. they were running over people with tanks in Tiananmen Jesus Square. Right. And to to say that people like this isn't the same thing, it technically is not, but it is very, very similar. And the only reason I really kind of got into that, by the way, just a little segue, is from learning about Chinese firearms. Like, I had no right. idea about all this crap. Right. I always knew like Mao Zedong was some kind of dictator and demagogue, but I never knew the history of how he came to power. And how creepily similar it is to what's going on in America today. The us versus them mentality. The, 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 you know, the dis, basically calling the rich the right. problem of the country. The, right. the, edu- the, 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 the elites the problem of the country. Right. You know, the right. young people take to the streets, wear red armbands, right. put on, you know, take up arms right. and, and cause destruction. Right. Tear down statues. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. It's like, yeah. there are some scary similarities here there is you know there is and persecution happens in many ways right so political persecution religious persecution Mm -hmm. this is a form in my opinion of persecution right if you don't think the way that i do then you are a problem and you need to be dealt with you know it's it's interesting i'm friends with a couple people who are who are still in um, they're taking college courses whatever they're finishing up their degrees and they they were sending me some they're taking like classes and there's like discussions and there's a lot like almost every single class that this person's in that has discussions i mean every single every single first discussion is based on 
Black Lives Matter and the killing of black people by police officers. College professors are pushing that narrative. Well, these college professors of today are all the radicals that were leftovers from the 60s. Yeah. They were all students of the 60s that now became professors and teachers and are teaching the ideologies Potentially, that they learned yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. Now, not to get too ranty about it, but now we're dealing with issues that are coming to light, like I said, like people who might have stuff on their cars right. in the suburbs right. or people that might be traveling back and forth to work. Right. You know, what can somebody do? So, like, we kind of broach the topic of, like, the city, right. you know, what you could do if you happen upon a riot. Right. You know, yeah. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Jesus. But now the suburbs are different right. because now it's coming to you. You're not going to right. it. It's coming to you. Correct. So I think that, honestly, if you're home mm-hmm. and you see this this stuff going on in your neighborhood. Like my, my wife told me one day, this was a few months ago. She right. said, Oh, there was a demonstration. At the, we have like a park, like a couple of blocks away. Right, right. And she's like, Oh, there was a demonstration at the park. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? She's like, Oh, right. it was just a bunch of people yelling and signs and walking. Right. I'm like, if anything like that happens, just tell me like, just yeah. let me know. Yeah. I mean, recently, um, I think it was like in, in one of the villages here near where my fiance works. Um, there was like a protest where they were like walking down the street, you know, holding signs or, or she was like driving back and forth. I think it was like on Higby lane Mm, in, uh, yeah. So she was like driving and there was like people like laying in the middle of the street and I, and she told me, she was like, Hey, this, she wasn't driving at the time. She, she saw it on like social media and she's like, wow, look, they're doing it. I'm like, listen, just don't go down that block today. Okay. Like I look, if you, if that's the way you go, I told her like, look, if that's the way you go, please don't go because that is the type of situation that could really, I mean, they're laying in the middle of the street. You could still get through traffic, but who's to say they don't get up at one point and now they block traffic and now you're stuck in a situation where there's no clear exit. And we're going to kind of, I mean, we touched on it earlier. We were just having a little, little talk before the podcast. Like, yeah. Like, let's say like you're, you do get surrounded. Like, let's say Taylor, like, let's say you, you were, you got stuck on the Southern state parkway. Yeah, and um, you know now people are surrounding your car. Like, what? What do you do? It's very situationally dependent. I right. thought about this, and yeah, a lot me too. of people I thought about have, it too. And you know, people will say, oh, "I'll just drive right through." Yeah, them. No, well. okay. Like in my opinion, for me personally, if they're just a bunch of people, let's just right. say I'm a little bit back in traffic. Mm-hmm. If they're just a bunch of people. I'm stuck. What am I gonna do? Right. I'll just call my job and be like, "Hey, I'm Look, stuck." Yeah, like, I mean, it's inconvenient. <laughs> it, it's an, it's an inconvenience, but right. I mean, that's the point, right? right. If shit starts going south, then I'm looking for an exit. All right, yeah. let's just say I'm in the middle lane and I can't get out. Like, I'm honking my horn. I'm going to drive the wrong way on the shoulder just to get right. the hell out of there. Yeah, if you can. Right. I mean, there might be, you are probably going to be completely boxed in. Right, probably. But Now, right. if I'm towards the front and let's just say they're starting to beat on my car and if I don't say Black Lives Matter, if I don't raise my fist in solidarity... Now I'm a target. And this actually happened recently right in that restaurant where... Yeah, there was these two people were sitting outside and this lady was surrounded by a mob and they were telling her to like raise her fist and she's like, no, why should I have to bend to the mob? Right. Like, you know, I support you guys and your efforts, but I'm not, I'm not telling you, you you're not telling me to do this. Right, like, right. You know, at, at that point, if it starts turning violent... <laughs> right, and we're not saying like drive through with the no. intention of like killing as many people as possible but and look my situation's I mean, different because right. like let's just say i have my wife in the car my wife's pregnant oh yeah 100%. and these people beating on my car and it all it takes is somebody to throw a brick right. through a window and if it's hit you know i'm right. yeah there's other more important things than yep. some guys you know yeah, here's like, here's the thing right like if i'm in the car alone 
I'm I'm a law enforcement officer. I do carry a firearm. There is a there is a a, a greater tolerance level for me because right. I know at some point, like yeah, you might be banging on my car, whatever. That's one thing. That's property damage. I can get that fixed. That's not a big deal, um, for me personally. Like, and I know like if something goes a little bit beyond that, yeah, I do have a firearm. In the worst case scenario, right. I can defend myself. Um, but now if you're talking about me in the car with my fiance or other people. You know, the tolerance level for me is going to be a lot lower. Right. You know, um, especially if I'm the one driving, um, I'm going I'm going to take that chance, even if I end up getting arrested for that. Right. At least I know that that my fiance is safe. Right. You know, I, I, I'd rather get her and I out of there and maybe me take me have to go to jail. Right. And but right. I know that she's safe. You There's know? videos of even people saying like, hey, I tried to help this other person, but I still got dragged out of a car and kicked right. in the head. Well, there was that guy recently who just got dragged out of his car and beaten by, you know, whatever mob it was during a during a um a riot, and I think he died. Was you talking uh, about the guy that got kicked in the head? Uh, it was like an older gentleman. Oh, he was like in critical condition. He like got dragged out of his car, beaten to the point of his like losing his life, and I think at the hospital died, and he was like in a coma. I don't know. I have to. I have to. I have to update my. You might not know. No, I I don't. Yeah, I think we're talking about two different things. The problem is there's so many of them, and it really is just like why? Like this shouldn't be. Yeah, and I'm not sure where it happened, but it did happen. This guy was dragged out of his car. He was beaten. Um, it's sad, man. And you mentioned you know you having a firearm. A lot of people aren't going to have that correct capability. So right. So your tolerance level for and when I say tolerance, I you know. You know what I mean by tolerance. I mean, like, your level of, like, what you can bear to deal with. Right. So, like, at some point, like like we were saying, for me, I could deal with a little more because I do know I have a little bit more of an edge. Right. You know? Um, you but, know that those protesters or rioters, whatever, aren't, might, probably aren't going to have a firearm. Most likely. Right. Most likely. Right. So, you have that upper hand right. in a worst case scenario. Right. Me, on the other hand. Correct. If it's just me and my car. Right. I got four wheels and a gas pedal. Correct. That's my that's right. my end right. all be all. That right. is the last resort. Now, when I was talking earlier about it coming to the suburbs, I think a lot of important lessons. One thing I noticed that we could learn is from the, this kid Kyle Rittenhouse is that he had an AR-15. Right. Right. An AR-15 is a really effective tool against people that are trying to do you harm. Correct. In New York, we could have AR-15s. Correct. But. They're limited in some capacity if they're a fixed mag or they're, let's just say, neutered. Mm. In previous episodes, I said my opinion is that the most important thing you could have on an AR-15 or any semi-automatic that was designed that way is the detachable magazine. Yeah, for sure. When Kyle Rittenhouse was on the ground firing at people with his back on the ground, if that gun were to jam, let's just say, you know, for him to try and fiddle to to re to clear a right. jam to reload from the mm-hmm. ejection port it is not gonna happen it's not safe i think that a fixed mag gun is more just a range toy yeah and i think that the ability to reload and get back into whatever fight you happen right. to find yourself in is more important than looking mm-hmm. cool having a pistol grip right. having right. a compensator because he was defending himself with like a like a 400 ar yeah and I mean, like a, budget, a kind budget of a, gun, yeah, yeah budget gun right it's still a firearm and it still can be used effectively right. if you know how to use it and if it has the capability to be put back into the fight if something were to happen. To right. You. This to me is a real world scenario that happened. It was filmed. It was well documented. And I think can really teach a lot of people here in New right. York like, hey, just because you want a gun that looks cool, it's not going to function the same. Right. And, and this, this situation with Kyle could 
easily be any of, any oh, yeah. of us. It really can easily. be. Um, even if it's through no fault of our own. Right. Um, I mean, Home going defense. back going back to something we spoke about a few episodes ago, it might, might even have been in our very first episode about, you know, Sandy, Hurricane mm, yes. Sandy. Yes. I mean, Taylor, <laughs> you know, you were, you oh, were there. Man. So um, speaking of being young, I'll tell you right. a quick little story. Right. I was working at a, at a convenience store at the time and stuff really hurricane sandy happened we lost power and my boss at the time was like hey taylor like again this this was literally my scenario i mean it's a very this is a really this similar is a, scenario, is a scenario to like, Kyle. Hey, taylor can you come by with some of your guns and hang out keep the riffraff away i'm like okay yeah and i was like you know dumb me i was like yeah gung-ho i was making shit money my boss was really just trying to get me there just to make sure his shit wasn't you know, I, I had no skin in the game. I was just a cashier at a, at a convenience store. But, you know, I brought a couple of guns, and a lot of people were hanging out at the store. Right. We we had my boss's dog, Lenny the Pitbull, who was really cool and <laughs> kind of had a human personality. Right. Right. But, you know, this could have easily been me. And I'll tell you a quick anecdote. Um, I had at the time, I had my AK, and this was pre-Safe Act, so it just had a pistol grip. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it didn't have a threaded barrel. It didn't have a bayonet lug. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was right. compliant. Right. So I had it slung over my shoulder and I noticed we were sitting in the store. The store was dark. We had some candles lit, whatever. And apparently the National Guard um, and Suffolk PD, I guess, chose our spot as like a little meetup point or whatever. Yeah. So it's right on like a main road. Yeah, it's kind of by a main road, kind of by a parkway. And, um, you know, I see the I see this Humvee pull up and I see a couple (laughs) of cop cars. So I just like I just walk out. I have the thing over my shoulder. I love the story. Yeah, I have the thing over my shoulder and I'm like. Hey guys, you know, if you need anything, we have water, you know, we don't have hot coffee, but you know, anything you guys need, just, right. you know, come in and come in and grab. Yeah. And they saw the gun over my shoulder and they're like, Hey man, put the gun down, like hands up. I'm like, Oh shit. Like yeah. I, I kind of forgot I had it on me. Right. I was just more like, Oh, let me tell these guys we're here for them. Right. Right. So cop came over. I had my hand up. He took the A, it was over my right shoulder. He took my AK and it had a 30 round mag cause it was right. free ban at the time. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. legal. Right. So he put it down on the ground in the parking lot. And I'm like, hey, man. He's like, you know, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, I work here. We're open. We're just right. staying open. Because it was like like this first or second night that we didn't have power. Right. And he's, I told him, like, oh, we're just staying open to help people in the neighborhood, give them water, supplies. Like, right. if they, you know, if, if mm-hmm. they need something. Mm-hmm. Like, right. we're just staying open. He's like, oh, okay. Well, uh, do me a favor. Go and put that, in, put, put that inside. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go pick it up. He's like, yeah, go put it inside. Right. So they wound up coming in and grabbing some bottles of water and whatever mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. but it was a real eye opener. Like I had a gun pointed at me yeah. and saying, right. "Put that on the like you know hand, like right. don't touch it, whatever." Right. Now, obviously, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Correct. The right. manager at the time came out and said, "No, he works here." You right. know, of course, in, whatever. Right. But to that cop, I was a guy with a, with a rifle with an mm-hmm. AK mm-hmm. during a blackout in a natural <laughs> disaster. Right. I mean, it could There's... really easily turn south. Of course. And this was me being a young guy. Right. You know, I was, I was, I think at the beginning of college, I was like, I don't right. know, like 20, right. 21 mm-hmm. at the time. And, and uh, we, I, you know, I knew you at the time. Yes, you, know. you did. And this was, this was a crazy time. This was the beginning of Hurricane Sandy, like the first or second night. And yeah, and, and by the way, this just reminded me this this motherfucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm going to say right now. This, this, <laughs> you're going to, as soon as I say it, you remember my, uh, I was living at my parents' house at the time, and uh, they received a lot of water. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> you should see his face right now. He's like, shit. So uh, every time I would see Taylor after that, he would say, hey, what's up, John? Uh, and he would be like, yeah, this kid doesn't have a house. <laughs> I was young and dumb, and you know what? I wound up having a lot of, like, um, 
because like I said earlier, split parents, divorced. My mm. father's house, he lived in Long Beach in mm. the South Shore, and he his house got fucked. Right. The house I'm living in currently in Baldwin, which was my grandparents' house, also got fucked. When I was living in Suffolk County at my mother's place, well, we just didn't have power. Right. Right. And I didn't know the extent of it the first or second night mm-hmm. because I was trying to get a hold of my dad. I haven't right. heard from him. They closed the parkways. Mm-hmm. I wound up like, like just going there and I got stopped by the police and they're like, you can't go. And I'm like trying to get into Long Beach. I'm like, no, right. my father's there. I haven't spoken to him in days. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. They're like, all right, go. Mm-hmm. And it was a really crazy time. Yeah. And you know what? I always had a firearm on me. I right. had my AK, mm-hmm. which, you know, like I said, maybe not the most, the best choice, but it's what I had. Yeah. And, you know, well, this, I mean, I don't even know. How can you even say that? Well, wasn't the best choice just because of the way optics. the gun looks. Yeah, optics. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. We're, we're not... Not everybody is going to have the most perfectly politically correct firearm. No, I know. And this was, like I said, pre-safe act. Right. And everything I had was legal. You know, the, the pre-band mm-hmm. mags, the pistol grip was legal. Right. I mean, and it was never a question, though, when I mean, when you were working at that place and you got stopped by the police um, and, and they effectively disarmed you yeah. um, in that moment just to make sure everything was safe right. and whatnot. You know, not this is not like a disarming, like, oh, you can't right. have guns. It was a disarming, like, you okay. You didn't take the, it away from me. Right, you just told right, me to go put it inside. Right, yeah. I mean, police officers uh, in a situation like that do have a duty to make sure that everything is safe. Right. And, and it, I kind of surprised okay. them. Like, they didn't know anyone right. was in the store. And I came out. I'm like, hey. Right, right, with a gun, right. Um, <laughs> it wasn't pointing it at him. It was slung over my shoulder, right. barrel and pointed I, And up. I'm going to say, like, if you're in a similar situation and a police officer looks at you and says, don't touch the gun, put your hands up, remove the gun, the gun, like, put look, your hands up. just like, listen, my God, because, I mean, you, it's right. very, very, you could swing a gun around and shoot somebody very quick. And, you know, people say, well, you were irresponsible for going out and approaching law enforcement mm-hmm. with a rifle. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? It was level. over my shoulder. Yeah. I kind of didn't realize it was there. I kind yeah. of forgot about it. I've been carrying right. it for a couple of days. But I'm, I'm pretty sure on Long Island, it's legal to open carry. That's one thing I learned recently right. in New York State. You can open carry yeah. firearms, uh, long guns, and shotguns. Not yeah. handguns, but right. I didn't know this. Right. And... You know, I even asked a couple of cop friends of mine. They're like, yeah, but, you know. You're going to be subject to some other stuff. You're going to, I can almost guarantee you, even if you're on Long Island, if you're open carrying a a long gun, someone's, well, I don't think you're going to get arrested, but people are going to call. They're going to call 911 and they're going to say there's a person here. Standing on Sunrise Highway with a gun. Right. And I I don't think that you're necessarily going to get arrested. You're going to get approached. Yeah. I mean, it's, did you talk to a, like a, a Suffolk County cop and they yes. said you would get arrested for that? No, right. but he's like depending because like, I, I asked him because it was about like I was talking to him in terms of like a protest yeah. or something. And he's like, you know what? If there's enough of them, honestly, like it's not illegal. Right. But given the context of how you're doing it, you you're going to get a lot of unwarranted attention. Oh, yeah, you're going to get unwanted attention. You know, well, that's what like, I mean. Yeah. It, it also depends on a lot of sit- town ordinances. It could, yeah. Ordinances might have something to do with it. But yeah. he said, like, statewide, you're fine. Yeah. I mean, upstate is a little different than downstate. Again, right. right. And the city is a, yeah. is a no go for, for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I mean, the cops are going to come. They're going to make sure that you're not. Uh, your intention is to not do something illegal. Right. Um, and I, I, I mean, it's hard because. You can't do it. Yeah. Um, you could get arrested for something like disorderly conduct. You right. know, I mean, or it's it's borderline. I don't. You might. You probably they'll, won't. They'll probably try and throw some BS at you, and they'll. Yeah, and I, and you know what? Honestly, I don't. I think on Long Island you wouldn't experience that. I think on Long Island they would come. They would make sure. First of all, probably make sure your firearm was legal. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, you know, and I'm not talking like New York Safe Act legal. I'm talking like it's not a stolen firearm. And you know, honestly, like even with let's just say a fixed mag AR, mm-hmm. it looks like what the state defines as an assault weapon. Right. You so they would know. have they would have the reasonable suspicion to stop right. you, and they and would all that know stuff. it's not a quote assault right. weapon until they look at it and, and see, see that, that it's fixed mag or yeah, whatever. But I'm not even sure like a Suffolk County cop would even bother with that man. To be honest, depends. I yeah. think that if you're like. You know, if there's a protest where there's like 15 people, I don't think they're going to, they, they can't do anything to a group of 15 people. They might just say like, hey, what you're doing is legal, but like keep it on the sidewalk, right. you know, mm-hmm. don't do this, don't do this, and right. we won't have an issue. I think that if one guy is just walking down the road with a gun, that's going to bring a lot more on one. Oh yeah, attention. it's a lot more suspicious. But downstate. Upstate is completely different. There's yeah. a lot of hunters that walk mm-hmm. on the roads upstate mm-hmm. with a firearm and yeah, you know, but I'm just talking suburban downstate right. New York. And there's a lot of people here who are very frightened. Oh yeah, oh, very frightened God. of just the idea of maybe I'm going to get shot somewhere. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie, I-, I feel the same way, and I don't feel the same way about like law-abiding citizens. But look, when I go to the mall with my fiance, I think about it like, damn, like this is this is a bad scenario. Oh, Malls yeah. are fucking terrifying. Oh yeah, you know, there's a lot of people in. The somewhat space. enclosed space, yeah. and they're kind of all in like one straight line, right? And <laughs> you know, in a hall. If something were to happen, it turns into a herd mentality, where right. stampede and right. And you know, it's funny because I'm always looking to where exits are. Right. My fiance doesn't get into that type of stuff, but you know, I've recently said to her like, "Oh yeah, well, there's an exit here, 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 and here." And like in the back of every store, there's an exit. And she's like, right. "There is." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, you don't look at shit like that." Like, goddamn. She's like, "I've never looked." for the quickest exit to anything ever. I'm like, dude, you need to start. You know, I first started doing that in, uh, what was that, 2012, when mm-hmm. that uh, the, the, the shooting happened in the movie yeah. theater. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... That's fucking terrible. You know, if you're all the way up in the back of the theater, yeah. and somebody's down there shooting at you, yeah. you're... You're in trouble. What are you going to do? Yep. Jump over you're the in thing trouble. and fall, basically a story mm-hmm. down to right. the... You know, right. it, it kind of gets into that mentality of keeping yourself out of harm's right. way. Especially for somebody who doesn't have the... Ability to shoot back. Well, no, I mean, just the ability to carry... I mean, look, if you were able to carry a a handgun into a movie theater, wouldn't you? I would. Upstate New York, people can carry and have concealed carry, and this conversation might be kind of like old news to them, but yeah. Yeah. I mean... Well, I mean, law enforcement can carry... Yeah, they they have open they not open carry they have uh, full carry. Right. The only the only place, if I'm not mistaken, and Federal you know, or something. yeah, and if if you're someone who knows a little more, don't you know, don't crucify me on this one. Um, from what I understand, um, law enforcement can carry pretty much everywhere they want, except for federal federal owned lands or like federal like the stick like you couldn't go to the White House. Yeah. You know, even if you're a law enforcement officer and carry a gun, you will be, you're going to be arrested. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, but, you know, like then again, post offices are, are federal, yeah, federal land and like, I'm, you know, cops carry there. Yeah. I think know. that's just more of like a local thing. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, I don't think you're not, well, that's the whole thing. Like you can't go to the White House or, you know, the Capitol or whatever and carry concealed right. firearm there or open carry unless you are authorized by law as far as like, if you're an on-duty officer, you can. If you're an off-duty officer carrying concealed, I mean, you can't. Even if you're a federal officer, I don't know what the laws are. No, for I think federal. Fed- I think. Officers. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. So, no, there's people I mean, we could ask about yeah, that. There are. Um, um, so I think one big takeaway from this, John, is that the number one thing you could do is just to keep yourself out of harm's way. Right. Whatever you can do. Yeah. 
I think that if you were to use a firearm mm-hmm. that you want the most effective tool for what your particular scenario right. is. I mean, I think a lot of people, the handgun is the best tool for that. I think so. I but, think, and I think that for those of you who can, who do have a full carry, um, that's, you should be full carrying every everywhere. single day, every day, everywhere you go right under the law. Yeah, um, I mean, if a restaurant says, hey, you can't bring a handgun in here, if they don't know about it, you know. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, the law is one thing and store policy is another, right? right? So, you know, I'm a law enforcement officer. I'm legally allowed to carry into stores even if they have, you know, a no Sign firearm policy. Yeah. So if it's concealed, you know, it's, it's not going to be an Nobody issue because they're not going to see it. it. Let's yeah. say they do see it. Like if you go to a restaurant... And they have like a no, you know, it's a gun-free zone. Ooh, you know, ooh, we don't allow. Uh, you know what a good example of this is? Um, like Giant, the Giant Stadium. Oh yeah. yeah. So Giant Stadium, they, they don't allow law enforcement on or off duty, and even Jones Beach Amphitheater. I look, they don't allow police officers off duty to concealed carry right. firearms, and eh, it's kind of, to be completely honest, it's has steered me away. Right. Um, Because that's kind of scary. And you do have to go through metal detectors there. So it's not even like a situation where you can, like, get it in. Um, So legally, let's say you did get it in and you did carry it there as a a law enforcement officer, you would be, you wouldn't be prosecuted in any way. But if they did find out, they could ask you to leave. Yeah. And you would have to leave. The Barclays Center in Brooklyn allows law enforcement to carry. Well, do they really? Yeah, off-duty, I believe, as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, It's good to know. Yeah, I believe so. Last I heard. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you're the type of person who does, who can legally carry, before you go somewhere, just go, go on, you give them a call and say, look, I'm a law enforcement officer, is it going to be an issue? Especially because if, if you do take your gun there, and then all of a sudden they're like, no, you can't come in with it, what the hell are you going to do? Right, you, <laughs> you the know, only if you, thing if you're, you can do is yeah, turn I mean, if, if you're from Long Island, I mean, let's if you're a city cop, for example, you might even be able to do this if you're a, a cop in another area, but I know if you're a city cop and you go and you live like on Long Island and you travel into the city and then all of a sudden you realize, oh shit, like I can't bring my gun into like this, you know, this theater on Broadway um, to see a show. Um, you could actually go to a local precinct. precinct and you can like kind of voucher it there. You can like leave it behind the desk with the desk officer and they'll like make a, make a command log entry and just make sure that it's safe. And then you can come back and get it. A, a very interesting, um, the 9-11 museum. You're not allowed to carry as an off-duty police officer. You cannot carry in the 9/11 museum. Wow. Yep. And you and there are some very serious. Is that a city museum or is that a federal museum? Is that a? It's just the museum's policy. It's, oh wow. I'm sure it's um I'm sure it's a city-run organization. Yeah. But um yeah, you're not allowed. And there the the metal detectors that are there are huge they're heavy duty it's not like the you know the rectangle ones that you walk through i think the last time i was there they were like these huge like circular metal detectors with belts and i was like holy shit i mean it's you but you can't carry there not allowed to carry there which always struck me as strange i'm sure there's a reason behind it but it just struck me as strange like if i want to come into the city with family and i want to go you i can't you know you'd have to leave your gun with the with the precinct and then go in. That's strange. Right. Yeah, that to me is very odd. I, I, yeah. I That's the first I'm hearing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that the if, if you're able to have a handgun, that is honestly one of the best yeah. options. Easily defense. concealable. People don't have to know you have it, but you know you have it. Right. 
And if you're, let's just say, at home and something comes to you, mm-hmm. um, obviously a rifle or a shotgun. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the only two left. But yeah, and we're not talking about people breaking into your house no. necessarily. But like, let's say like a riot marches down your your street. You know, a pro- a riot, but like protests, an unruly, or an unruly group of people, a disorderly group from any side <laughs> of, yeah. of the political spectrum. Right, of course, right. So I think honestly, you know, like in my home, I have multiple guns, kind of staged. And it's a good idea to know where they are and to have them accessible just in case, you know, they decide, hey, I don't like your house being there. It's on (laughs) stolen land. Mm, Yeah. I'm going to burn it. Right. (laughs) Jesus. And you know what? That's not out of the realm of possibility. It's obviously a very small chance, maybe even a hypothetical hyperbole chance. But I think it's extremist. Right. But But there are extremists out there. Right. You know, people shining lights into people's mm. windows saying, get out of your houses. Right. This isn't, yeah, don't get this out. Is, just don't. Yeah, no, even, no, no, no. Don't even stay, open, don't don't even open, open your window. Don't let them know that you're there. Right. That's the best thing you can do. Like, look, if this thing is happening right now and it's coming down, like, look, like, close your close your blinds. Right. You know, not, not saying that you have to, you know, hide yourself in your house. But no. look, close your blinds. You know, don't make it obvious that you're there because chances are if you're not there, they're not going to try and get anything out of you you know they're not going to try and get a rise out of you and i think it's kind of like a lot of what it is is they're going to try and threaten you to the point where you feel like you are in danger and you have to do something and then it kind of adds into their narrative of like these people who like hate you know black people so much that now they're attacking black lives matter protesters and people who it's like you don't want to play into their agenda yeah just don't as messed up as it sounds you don't want to play into that yeah preserve your life your family's right, life exactly that should be the most important thing over right. any sort of political agenda that mm-hmm. anybody from right. either side is pushing right and to me you know honestly grabbing a shotgun or a rifle and having that ready at the house yeah, i think a shotgun is one of the more effective it is but i think as that far as home defense inside a home i yeah. believe it is but if you have to go outside of the home well the rifle in this situation we're not i'm not i'm gonna we're not going outside the home it depends man it depends if people are storming your property and they're surrounding your house. You know, you're talking yeah, at a good twenty I, yards, maybe. I don't know if look if people surrounded my house, I'm not going outside. No, I'm not That's going a bad outside. Idea. But, but it, if you wanna, if you wanna, you know, stand at the top of your staircase with a yeah. shotgun and and hope that no one walks in that front door, right. breaks a window, and, and comes I'm not through. playing Rambo, I'm not being some sort right. of machismo. These are things right. that people, oftentimes, gun owners have to think about. They do the level of escalation, the threat they levels yeah. that often you might find yourself right. in, and scenarios have played out where this has been the case. Yeah. You know, somebody bursts in the door and there's five people that enter, you know? Yeah, right. In New York State, you only happen. have 10 rounds and you're semi-automatic to deal with that. <laughs> God, yeah. You know? So, with a fixed mag. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's again, fixed mags. Oh, try reloading under stress yeah. through an ejection port, you know? Try reloading under stress in oh, general. It's hard. I know. You know? I, I'm not law enforcement. I'm not military. I don't have that kind of training. And to me... Just making it anything easier for you to be able to use that firearm effectively right. is the best option. Right. So, you know, am I going to choose an SKS to defend my house with over yeah. an AR? No, mm, probably right. not. You know, an AK, I'm, I'm pretty good with an AK. Right. And I think we could, you know, we could make that work in mm-hmm. some instances. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just makes it, I want all the advantages that I can get over a group of right. people that might want to do me harm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess the the yeah the biggest thing is you know don't don't go out to these protests don't go out to these riots you know especially if you know like a protest is one thing right, right? if these protests 
because in New York during City, during the daytime, they're well, not really in, an right. issue. Right in New York City, you know, they they start out as protests, and once the protesters go home, they right. turn into riots. When Look, the sun goes down, protest, do your thing. You're you're you should be doing your thing. You right. should your constitutional but right. You know when the sun goes down, nothing good happens. You know when so <laughs> you know when you know. things start turning hairy. You don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. So look, exercise your rights. Be responsible about it as well. Um, going further than that, if you're looking to just stay neutral, not have to even worry about it, I would say don't wear any MAGA gear. Don't wear Trump gear if you know it's going to be a trigger point for people. I mean, it sucks to say, but I find that people often want that confrontation to somehow some, like, get into it. Some, they want to argue with people. They want that. Yeah, potentially. And you know what? We're not telling people not to support whatever candidate they want, right, but right. just like I said, be aware that you're going to have some shit probably come yeah, your way from people. Right. So do it if you want, but just be prepared mentally that you might get some friction. Right. Right. So that's another thing, and I think most people know that, and I yeah, think you know people yeah. are they do it just because they want it, you know. I right. mean, you're not driving around with MAGA stickers and all that no. shit. You know, I'm not driving around with MAGA stickers and all that. You know, no, pretty much nobody I know who, anyone who I know who is a Trump supporter, they might have Trump gear at home, yeah. but they're not going out in public and wearing it just because, I mean, really at the end of the day, do you want to deal with that? With everything else going on in your life, do you really want another reason for someone to bother you? Right. I don't personally. Right. So, um, you know, and then if you're gonna if you're gonna be in a situation where you need to defend yourself, um, you know, I would stay home and in a worst case scenario, you know, get yourself at least a shotgun. Yeah, at least at a very minimum. Yeah, at least a shotgun. And for those of you out there, I'm sure m- most of you have firearms. But if you're like getting into the firearm arena, a shotgun for at least you know personal defense within your home is probably. It's a great option. It's probably the first thing. If you're concerned about home defense, that's going to be, in in my opinion, it's probably going to be the first thing you're going to buy. It's going to be, you know, Mossberg sells like a very inexpensive option. Yeah. The Maverick line, it's very cost effective. The ammunition is relatively affordable. Mm -hmm, Right. Um, And honestly, inside of a home, it's not going to over penetrate like a rifle is. I mean, you can put, you know, birdshot in it and you could still put, you could pepper somebody, but it's not going to go through your walls though. You don't want to use birdshot, John. Just use buckshot. Don't use slugs. I don't know because... Oh, well, buckshot, yeah. Just well, use, yeah, I guess that's what I really meant. Buckshot. buckshot. Yeah, because yeah, you don't want to use slugs because that can go through a wall and kill somebody. Yeah, and especially if you live, let's just say, in a row house or an apartment, mm. you don't want to have to deal with the liability of having somebody next door. Yeah. No. I guess buckshots uh, is big enough to put a hurt yeah. on somebody, but not necessarily big enough to like go through a wall and kill like, somebody. I mean, it might, it might go through a wall, but if it hits a stud, it's not going to go through a stud. Yeah. And it... It's honestly a very effective tool at close range. Yeah. That's as everyone idea. well knows. <laughs> and it's yeah, not like in the yeah. movies where it's this big, you know, blast and the guy's going to fly back. Oh, it's, God. It's not like that. God. It's People like who that. just watch the movie. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, where you shoot, where you have a revolver that shoots six rounds <laughs> or eight rounds, but for somehow they never reload and they right. shoot 30. Yeah, it's not the way the world Herschel works. Herschel shotgun in The Walking yeah. Dead, the never-ending shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is one of those things, man. Right. But I guess that's really it. I mean, yeah, it sucks to sit here and be like, you know, don't do this, don't do that, right. don't do this. But uh, what I mean, what are you supposed to do? Right. You know, right. you, you don't want to end up like Kyle Rittenhouse. No. You really don't. No. You know, and I think that he he shouldn't have been there at the end of the day. But neither should the people of rioting. Right. They shouldn't have been there either. Right. So that's kind of you know, it kind of evens itself out. Neither of them should have been there. Right. And if Kyle wasn't there, then. Well, then people can argue if Kyle wasn't there, not only would he not be in trouble, but the people wouldn't be dead. And it's true. Yeah. 
It's true. But it also is. if the people who were there rioting stayed home, they wouldn't be dead. And also if they didn't attack him. Right. <laughs> you know, so damn, it's just such a, a sticky it's a sticky situation. It is. And more stuff's gonna come out, more stuff's gonna develop from this. Um and it's just gonna be one of those things where we're gonna learn a lot more about it in time. Mm. Just like yeah. any other shooting, just like any other police involved shooting, we're gonna learn more about it in time. Yeah. It's a rough situation. It is. But try and stay safe because, honestly, going out and making a point is not worth your safety. Because no. these people who are out there are looking to hurt people. Right. They're looking to hurt people. They're looking to cause chaos and destruction. Yeah. They're looking for societal upheaval. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, just look look at what happened yeah. in China. Right. <laughs> and, I, and, I'm, and as a lot of you probably realize, this is going to be happening until the election. Yes. So, and, I, and, and hopefully, and... Most likely, right? Once whoever's elected, if it's Trump, then there might be a couple more issues uh, for a short time. But yeah. you know, you know, whoever's elected, whatever, this this stuff will eventually go away. And if if the Democrats win magically, it's going to stop. That's my. Prediction. Well, it'll stop instantly. Yeah. Instantly. Um. And if Trump, racism will end. Right, and if Trump, yeah, and if Trump wins, then. It might go on for a little if longer. Trump wins, people will think the Third Reich is here. Well, you know? I don't think that there's going to be necessarily riots. I think there'll be a lot more. Oh protests I, I think there's gonna be riots i yeah i mean I there weren't there weren't riots when he won the first time no but considering everything that's going on mm. it's gonna be if he wins it's gonna be a rigged election if he wins it's gonna be mm. people are gonna cry fraud if he wins people yeah. are gonna cry collusion again yeah. it's gonna be this whole thing and now well, i have no doubt he's gonna get impeached again by by the by the uh, you know what Dems. just just because people people are gonna think the election's rigged people right. are gonna think that democracy is no longer right. people are gonna think that Oh, how could somebody like him win? Well, because we don't want Creepy Joe and, and right. uh, you, you know, know Chameleon Kamala. You know, <laughs> it's funny because people people say, well, there's really not a lot of Trump supporters. They're, they're the silent majority. Right. You know, and people are even saying that New York is in play right now, which it might it might very well be. People I think it's tired. a long shot. People are tired yeah. of the Democratic narrative. They're tired of the controlling. They're tired of the... If you do this, you're wrong. If you do this, you're the problem of society. Yeah, and I think they went kind of too far this oh, election yeah, cycle. Went you know, they the they rails. went mm, they went they took they turned and it's a, this is you know I know people personally they pushed too far on this one and they have turned lifelong Democrats into Republicans at oh, least yeah. for this election. Yeah, um, I know for a fact. I've heard them say it to me, and these are like older people. People, I'm talking like years, like 30, 40 years. Of of, of being a Democrat, and they are now no longer Democrats. They are Republicans, at least for this, you know, election. this election. So I mean, I think they went too far. I but, believe so. Well. You know, people will say to me like, "Well, how do you know? How do you know?" I'm like, you know, not that it's the be all end all, but if you go on Instagram right now, right? Do you have, open open Instagram because I, I just I, do have I want you to I want you to do this because you this can is, also follow us on Instagram you can. at New York Gun <laughs> So go to the search for tags. Go to search for tags. Yeah. Type in Biden twenty twenty. Let's see, Biden twenty twenty. In the tags and the click tags. tags. How many tags are there? There's a little 214, number. Two hundred and fourteen thousand. Right, that's the very top tag, right? Yes. Type in Trump twenty twenty. Okay. Let's see, Trump two zero two zero. And how many are there? Two point eight million. It's <laughs> a lot more, man. It is. And obviously, that's not saying well, Trump's going to win because of that. But I mean, that's that's just something that people don't, you know. People right. are out and people will say, well, like Trump supporters aren't aren't they're not telling people they're Trump supporters because they're scared. If that's the case and there's still two point seven million versus two hundred thousand tags, I mean those every single tag is somebody 
supporting making an effort to <laughs> you know type in. right so that's sketch it is. you know i mean <laughs> it's it not saying that that's going to be the result of the election but i mean it's just another like one of those little tiny metrics where it's like hey right. people are saying that they're going to support trump right. 2.7 million tags and then versus 200 and something thousand that's a lot of racists john oh god <laughs> no so many racists oh god all right yeah, i'm not getting into that but so I guess that's that's really what it is. I'm yeah, sure this ran this, a little long too. Yeah, I mean I this think this episode might catch a little flack because we're telling people to stay home, like as far as not riots. wear their political gear. We're yeah. not telling you not to, but yeah. what we're telling you is that you make a choice in life, and there are consequences. Be that might happen and, yeah, to you. there are. And you know we believe in democracy, and we believe right. in the Constitution, and right. we we would never want to tell anyone, hey, don't fly that flag, don't wear right. that, don't go protest. But in today's climate, sometimes. Things that you might do with with good intentions yeah. are gonna give you some shit. With everything you do, there's there's gonna be a reaction on the yes. other side, yes. and you potentially might have to deal with it face to face one day. And I mean, you could see videos of people getting Trump flags stolen off their oh, house. Yeah, I mean, why? <laughs> you know, not that I've ever really I've never seen a Biden flag, but I don't think Trump supporters are gonna <laughs> go steal a Biden flag. Why do they want that anyway? Right. You know, but it's happening, so it's it's interesting. Right. All right, but I guess that's it for today, Taylor. Yes. I know you got to run. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm could, off today, so I, I got nothing to, to do. do so. But <laughs> gonna go run around and play with some airplanes. But oh, uh, John, excellent talk. Um, yeah. Next time, next episode, maybe we'll get back into some guns. What I would like you to do is bring, because we talked about China today, bring your your the first gun you ever, the first gun that got you into ah, everything yes. was uh, it was the Chinese, the Chinese SKS. SKS. I want right. you to bring that next time. Let's All talk right. about that because that. you can kind of get into the history. You got into it a little bit today, but it might be cool for you to get into the history. I can also and... bring some Chinese paraphernalia. I, I collect yeah, a lot let's of military. Yeah. I have uh, the Red Guard armbands. I have yeah, bayonets. I have books, pictures. That's cool. So I'll bring like yeah. a box of shit and we'll right. put it up on the Instagram Get or whatnot. Chinese takeout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that'd be good. <laughs> All right, John. <laughs> All right. Thanks, uh, everyone, for uh, for tuning in. Appreciate you sticking out uh, the longer episodes. So right. Much appreciated, and we'll see you next time. Right. Stay safe. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's episode at the NY Gun Guys podcast. We do release a new episode every Monday. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at NYGunGuys. Please give us a like, a follow, and a share. If you have any feedback or a suggestion for a future episode, definitely send us an email at info at NYGunGuys.com. We'll see you next time. Be safe out there.